You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 16th of December. We're going to deep dive on the Rudy Gobert negotiations as he's the one left. And we've got five days to go. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice for the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. All right, here is the plan for today's show, and then I've got an announcement or two for you. So, Giannis Antetokounmpo signed the Max extension yesterday, and now the free agent world's eyes will turn toward Rudy Gobert, who has between now and December 21st, five days, to sign some of the potential eligible extensions with the Utah Jazz. We're going to try to break down what those options are, what Rudy's value are, is an analytics fight on it, and a weird perspective that could have changed everything. So that's the plan. Uh, Hope you enjoy it. Uh, Thank you, first off, to Salt City Hoops. Dan Clayton continues to do really cool work on stuff like this. He's really good at it. Um, And so I want to give, I'm taking some of his information uh, that he's done very well over the time. Big day today on the Locked On Podcast Network. We've launched a brand new show brought to you by Bet Online AG called Locked On Bets. So Locked On Bets is a 10-minute, quick-hitting betting show. It will give you four or five games to watch or play. Great sports information. If you're playing the uh, the sports, the game, then, you know, uh, at Bet Online AG, then the show will have some pretty cool value to you. If you're just a sports fan following, then it should have pretty cool value to you as well because it, it it's really well done. Your boy Q hosting it with Handicapper Lee Sterling. So uh, it's on iTunes right now, Locked on Bets. And as I'm recording, I don't think the first episode is out yet, but it will be. Uh, here very, very shortly. So uh, make sure you grab it uh, and and add it to your list of shows just about 10 minutes every day. All right, let's get into the deals points. And I'm going to try, I mean, boy, we're talking some geeky stuff. I'm going to try to make it sense. So Rudy has earned the right, and I, I think that's an important distinction. He's earned the right to be eligible for the Supermax contract. Now, I don't think anyone thinks that Rudy's going to get the Supermax. I don't think Rudy's going to get, thinks he's getting the Supermax. I don't think that the Jazz are ever planning to give him the Supermax, and the Supermax gets him to about 30% of the salary cap or more. But I do think it's relevant to this discussion that the way the Supermax is, works is you earn the ability to be eligible for it, which by being all NBA or being... Uh, defensive player of the year. And so therefore, Rudy has earned the right to be in that conversation. Again, it doesn't mean he gets it, but it's still out there as part of this whole negotiation is the fact that Rudy has earned the right to a five-year, $227 million deal at $45 million a year. Woo! Okay. 
don't think any of us think that that's where this is going. And as I said, I don't think Rudy is, but it can't be, it can't be ignored in the sense that, you know, that's a possibility. And to some extent, whether it's the Jazz fault or not, before it even starts, the Jazz have said no to Rudy. This is not the Jazz fault, but this, from a mentality standpoint, if the the first thing the Jazz have said is, we know you're eligible for the Supermax, we're not going there. Right? That's the first messaging. Rudy might know in his heart of hearts that, yeah, I'm probably not getting the Supermax, but it's still, like, real that they had to say no to that, okay? The next part of this is if the Jazz, because Rudy is actually extension eligible also, they can extend him without giving him the Supermax. So that's that's the good news for the Jazz on this, is there are circumstances where the only thing you can give a player is the Supermax, but the Jazz have a little bit of a different circumstance. And so the next part of this negotiation moves to whether or not you're giving Rudy a five-year contract or a four-year contract. And, you know, Rudy is 7-1 and not going to shrink, and he's 28 years old. Uh, I, I wouldn't be particularly concerned. In fact, I would be... Now, we all know I'm in the bag for Rudy. I love Rudy. So I would be probably willing to go just try to get it to five years because that means we have Rudy for longer. However, to give Rudy a five-year deal, it has to be $195 million to get him to five years or $39 million a year. Okay, so if the Jazz want to get five-year deal done with Rudy, it's a five, the, the minimum it can be is a five-year 195 has to be at least this at 39 a year. So that's the first aspect of this is like now are you willing to give Rudy 39 a year for five years? A lot. You know, and there's the person out there who say, well, he shot 30% on anything outside three feet. Okay, that's legit. His offense is only created by others. Okay, great. You guys all know what I think of that. We'll get to that in a minute. But there it is. The next point. So the first is the Supermax, which as I, we've talked about. Now this is the next one. Well, five years, 195 is the minimum there. The next part of this is what's called the veteran extension. What's interesting about this is it's four years, 151. It's only four years. It's 38 million, right? So those two numbers, to me, the five-year 195 or the four-year 151, eh, like it's not my money, but one's 38 million, the other's 39 million a year. Those seem relatively immaterial, (laughs) like a million dollars when we're talking about, it's like less less than 3%, right? But here's the thing about that. Rudy, the Jazz can sign that to Rudy at any time after December 21st, but the minute free agency opens again, on, assuming the schedule's similar, whenever it would be, July 1 would be the regular date, 
Rudy is once again back eligible for the five-year $227 million deal or the five-year $195 million deal that we just talked about. But he's not eligible for that between December 21st and when free agency opens. So that's where this gets real. So there's really no reason why Rudy would sign the veteran extension of a four-year 151 when he's back eligible for the fifth year at the end, at free agency. This is all pretty complicated. There's a chance I'm going to miss some CBA rule in here, but I've done the best I can compiling a bunch of information. Again, tip of the hat to Salt City Hoops and Dan Clayton. Okay. Um, now I'm nervous it was actually the other Clayton, but I think it's Dan Clayton. Yeah, it was Dan who did the most recent work on this. Okay. Uh, what can somebody else offer Rudy? Depending on where the cap goes, which we don't know, it's probably about a four-year, 144, 150, so somewhere in the $36 million range is what someone else could offer Rudy next year. And this gets to the chocolate chip cookie analogy. So let's say that somebody has 14 chocolate chip cookies to offer you. And they walk up and they offer you all 14. They have 14. That's all the cookies they have in their whole life that they could possibly give you. And they they say, here's all 14 of my cookies. And somebody else walks up to you and offers you 15 cookies, but they could have given you 23. So they're looking at their 23 cookies and saying, hey, I'll give you these 15, and that guy's only giving you 14, but that guy's giving you all 14 of his 14. And this guy is only giving you 15 of a possible 22 cookies. Which feels like a better offer. This is where it gets really, really tricky for the Utah Jazz. They can offer him more money than anyone else. They can offer him the extra cookies, maybe two extra cookies, maybe three extra cookies. But because the way the Supermax rule is written, they could have offered him 22 or 23 cookies. They could have given him 19 cookies. Now they're giving him, so let's say you even take the Supermax off and you just get the five-year extension. So I could get, you could give him 19, you have 19 or 20 eligible cookies and you're offering him 15 compared to the guy who's giving 14 of 14 cookies, which, which feels like a better offer. Okay, that's where this gets tricky. There are four other factors in this. Then there's the discussion of Rudy being great. And then there's a little bit of an analytical fight that goes on on this. And then there's like the whole thing to me that's the craziest part about it is the perspective of of how it's being talked about. So hopefully this is being worth, is worthwhile uh, in analyzing the situation. We'll, we'll continue. Today's show is brought to you by Intercap Lending. Got another buddy the other day. We're skiing together. He's like, I'm thinking about a refi. I'm like, I got the guy. It's Intercap Lending. It's Steve Carter. It's the Locked On World. Call Steve, 385-885-28. Why Intercap Lending? Because they get deals done. 
It's why they've had amazing growth. It's why realtors go to them because they don't get paid till the deal's done. Why Steve Carter? Because the reviews are through the roof. Absolutely remarkable the way Steve Carter is talked about in the reviews and what all our other locked on jazz people have experienced. He is our personal loan officer. Make sure you tell him you're with locked on jazz. You'll get their friends and family discounts. It's intercap lending NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. It's 385-885-28. That's 385-885-28. Give Steve Carter a call and have him give you the VIP treatment that is the uniqueness and awesomeness that is Intercap Lending. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Go. Those easy-to-take 1.5-ounce packages, you can put them in your briefcase, your golf bag. I have them just sitting next to the Peloton. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for your body with collagen throughout the fast-absorbing protein that gets into your system and is easy on your stomach. It also is good for joint and soft tissue issues, hair and skin health. So it actually makes you look better, feel better, and it kicks up your energy. That's right. Built Go kicks, gets the day going with B6 and B12 plus beta uh, alanine, B3 honey, and a little kick of caffeine to break you through that wall. Three delicious flavors, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint, and peanut butter honey. I have not done the peanut butter honey, but I've done the other two. And it's like a monster drink with a third of the caffeine, better results, and no bonk on the backside. So when you hit that wall and you need to break through, it's Built Go is your solution. Go to BuiltGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Locked on bets. The new daily betting show brought to you by BetOnline AG is available for you on iTunes. Should be shortly on Google and elsewhere. So feel free to grab it and jump aboard. And I think you'll really like the fast-paced, fun uh, new show that we have for you with Locked on bets also the locked on nba season previews are going on right now so make sure you grab that all right here are the little elements that i think are impacting the impact this negotiation and honestly i have not talked to anyone about this so this is just kind of the intuitive aspect of things okay so the first is the luxury tax like this is just obvious Part of the jazz issue here is if you go give Rudy 45, 39, 38, you're just walking into the luxury tax and it is going to cost you other players on your roster. Signing Rudy might mean you got to trade someone over long term. I mean, I think that's the cost of doing business, but that is, you know, that's real. Okay? So that's the first part of this is the luxury tax. And the jazz trying to avoid that in team building and have that be understood part two is that again what i talked about early is rudy's earned this again whether we think it's ridiculous that or not one thinks it's ridiculous or not if rudy should get the supermax he's earned that so the first thing the jazz have had to do in negotiations is tell him no this is not I think a huge deal, but it would be ignorant to decide it doesn't have an impact. Donovan's deal is up to, has got the possibility of being up to 39 a year. You know, if I'm Rudy, I've been here longer, I've been in the league longer, 
I got us to the second round of the playoffs before Donovan. I got us to the second round of the playoffs with Donovan. You know what? I, I, maybe I'm just an egomaniac. I want equal to or more than Donovan. I want to be the highest paid player on the team. Okay, you can say that that's arrogant and and egotistical and not fine. But these are the factors that go into a deal. And I don't think that personally would be an unreasonable thing, whether he ever says it out loud or not. But I want to be respected as the best player on the team because in 2016-17, when we made the second round of the playoffs, that was I, I was on that team. Right? Like, I was on that team that beat the Clippers. I, I was also on the team. I'm, I'm the common thread here. Since I started, you know, started playing 81 games, we've won a lot every year. I want to be the highest paid player on the team. And then there's the other factor, which is, like, the center market is completely to some extent, depressed in the NBA right now. Right? So you've got like these two issues here that are impacting the Jazz, which are luxury tax, roster building, and the marketplace. Both of those are sending Rudy's value down. Then there's the two issues in Rudy's mind, which are, I want to be the highest paid player on the team, which he has not said, I am saying for him, and I've earned the Supermax which is sending his value up. Those are going in opposite directions. That makes this complicated. On one level, it should seem like, okay, someone else can offer him 36. We can offer him up to 39. Like, just, like, that seems really like a small area. That's kind of been my take the whole time is this is such a small difference. We should be able to go get that done. But the fact it's not done tells me that it's not that easy. And maybe the 45 on the top side is impacting things a little bit. Maybe the 39 from Donovan's impacting things a little bit. Maybe the fact that the league is saying like 36, maybe he's not going to get 36 max offer from someone else in free agency. Now, the fact that Giannis just signed and Paul George just signed and there's a bunch of teams with cap space out there and not very many teams with free agents, as many teams with free agents leads me to believe that Dallas might decide that Luke and Rudy could work pretty well together at 36. But maybe not. Maybe the analysis shows that the most someone's going to offer is 30, and now all of a sudden you're winding from 30 to 45 and the pr- getting to be a pretty big gap, and this gets complicated. So what should the Jazz do? You have to protect your luxury tax roster ability. You can't just sign a player and ignore the roster ability. The thing to me that jumps out about Rudy, and and I think we all know, is that Rudy's great. And Rudy's impact is universally great. Let's just look at the last four years. In 2016-17, when Rudy was on the floor, the Jazz were plus eight. We know how great he is defensively. He's the best defensive player in the world. But the offense was also in the 72nd percentile. So he's not having a negative impact offensively. And if you took Derek Favors off the floor that year, they were plus eight, and the offense was in the, still in the 78th percentile. Okay. 
Favors obviously clogging the middle very good, and the defense is still great, but clogging. In 2016-17, they're plus 8.1 with Rudy on the floor. 72nd percentile offensively. Upper, you know, upper three quarters offensively. 94th percentile defensively. And the same scenario, if you take Derek off the floor, the offense gets a little better. Okay? Let's go to the 27-18 season. He's plus 10. 72nd percentile again offensively. 97th percentile defensively. Let's go to 2018-19. And what happens that season? 2018-19, he's plus eight. The offense is a little less good. It's in the 64th percentile. The defense is in the 96th. We take Derek off the floor that year, and the offense jumps to the 86th percentile. And the defense holds at the 92nd. And we go to last year. The 2019, the 2019-20 season, and we're plus six. And the defense is only in the 80th percentile. The offense is up, actually, in the 78th percentile. Think about the range of players we're talking about from 2016-17 to last year with the Utah Jazz. It just doesn't matter who you put on the floor with Rudy Gobert. You're great. Is it Joe Johnson? Is it Boris Diaw? Is it Trey Lyles in 2016-17 that plays the power forward? Is it Gordon Hayward, Rodney Hood, Joe Ingles? Is it Shelvin Mack or George Hill? It doesn't matter. If you look at last year's team, the one lineup that didn't work was Conley, Donovan, Boyan, Joe, and Rudy, which I was convinced would be great. The other lineups would... Rudy, the other five main lineups with Rudy on the floor last year. Plus 15, plus 11, plus 11, plus 19, plus 22. It's incredible. Let's go to 18, 19. Primary lineups with Rudy on the floor. Plus 14, plus 7, plus 2. There's one that didn't work very well. Plus 24. Plus 37. And then a weird one that didn't work, which was Rubio, Mitchell, Corver, Crowder, and Gobert just never clicked in. But he was plus nine for the year. You, we, we can keep doing this. We go to 17-18. Primary lineups with Rudy. Plus 12. Plus 35. Minus seven, there's always the one. Plus 11, plus 18. It doesn't matter who Rudy Gobert plays with. We're great when he's on the floor. And the offense has always been pretty close to the upper third. In 17, 18, it wasn't. I think it was in the 56th percentile, but he was plus nine. Every other year, it's like 76th percentile offensively. I have a weird analytical one. I'm going to give you in a second on it. 
and then just confirm and revisit how great Rudy is just to remind us as as we continue uh, today on Lockdown Jazz. Uh, meditation's becoming more and more popular. The world is, frankly, leading us to need it more and more. As I've shared with you, I've now used it quite regularly to help with my mindfulness, reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus. Took me a long time to understand what it was trying to do. It's really just trying to help your the brain muscle develop to help you focus. Uh, for a long time, I thought it was trying to slow me down. You can guess I didn't really like that very much. Uh, but I finally kind of figured it out. It's now part of my daily routine and Really, the sleep part has been the best for me. Headspace is there for you to try it. It is a daily dose of mindfulness in the form of meditations and an easy-to-use app. It's one of the, it's the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. It can really help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Want to sleep a little better? Or just simply get some time to yourself? Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's Headspace. Dot com slash locked on NBA. Get a free one month trial and access to the full headspace library of meditations for every situation. Just take a few minutes, 10 minutes. I do 10 minutes every morning, a little longer right before I go to bed. Sometimes I sit around and wonder like, what would it be like if I did an hour? It could be amazing. Headspace.com slash locked on NBA. Here's one of the things why I think there's like a debate on Rudy when there shouldn't be a debate on Rudy. This doesn't totally equate because the point total is obviously a little different. But you never hear anyone talk about how amazing Rudy is at dunking. It's the single most efficient shot in the league. It's the shot that everyone would get take on every possession ever. Every coach would take a dunk on every possession they would ever take. And Rudy, for the last two years, has led the league in dunks. Last year, he had 221 dunks. I don't know how to put it in perspective. Like, on one level, that's 221 dunks. It's probably like 240 attempts. It's like 1.8 points a shot. It's amazing. Here's another perspective. We love the three, right? There were only four players in all of the NBA last year that had more than 221 threes. Now, the three's worth an extra point, but it took all of them at least 600 attempts to get it. It's not taking Rudy more than 250 attempts to get 221 dunks. And then there's the argument against the dunk that somebody else created it. Yeah, right, except for the fact that if everybody could dunk, they would. So while somebody else did create it because you had to lob a pass to Rudy or Rudy had to get inside to get get there and he doesn't get there himself, most people can't even get themselves in a position to garner, grab the pass or get the pass from someone. So to me, this is immense value. Like the fact that Rudy can go get you three or four dunks on average a night in five, in four shot attempts, really, is like some is the equivalent of somebody shooting fifty percent from three. In frank, frankly, you have to be probably seventy percent from three, not quite sixty. Like that, if we thought of Rudy's every time Rudy dunked at sixty percent from three, maybe sixty-five, we would think about it differently. We we just 
don't value the 527 dunks that Rudy's had in the last two years for some reason. I mean, to me, there's something to that. Okay, let's go to B-Ball Index. Just let's remember for a second. And go to B-Ball Index. And first thing that's interesting about Rudy last year is, according to B-Ball Index, the lineup defensive talent he played with last year was a D plus, And he turned it into a pretty good team. His lineup spacing was an A, somewhat because of Rudy. So... In a statistic they call movement attack, the percentage of half-court, non-miscellaneous, put-back possessions that a player derived from off-screen possessions or cuts. Okay, so they set the pick, they move, it impact Rudy's number one in the NBA. Points off-screen or cuts per 75 possessions. He's in the 99th percentile. Because... Total shots at the rim. The number one thing people want in the league right now. He gets seven shots at the rim for 75 minutes, it's, or for, for 75 possessions. It's in the 97th percentile. He's the best role man in the league four times a game. He's got the best role impact in the league. He's got the best screen assists in the league. He's got a 99th percentile offensive rebounding. He's got an A. Put back chance, he's the number one offensive rebounding for 75 possessions. He's the number one defensive rebounding for 75 possessions. That, that has value. The stat I like the most, adjusted rim point save per 36. He's the best in the league. Rim defensive field goal percentage versus expected, 92nd percentile. 12 percentage points down from what an expected shooter would get if Rudy Gobert's there. He's great. He's absolutely great. And then you start running through, like, the advanced metrics. He's top 15 in Jacob Goldstein's player impact player, top 15 in Raptor, top 15 in box plus minus, Top 15 in win shares. Top 15 in real plus minus. Top 15 in value over replacement player. It's like five, six players in the league who've done that. This is where the analytics now fights each other on Rudy. It's debate. Because the flip side is that centers don't have value. Hassan Whiteside is pretty good. Got the minimum. Nerlens Noel is a decent backup. Got the minimum. That's the analytical debate here. Is on one level, the game is saying you got to shoot threes, you're spreading, you're doing all this stuff. And yet, Rudy peeks out in analytics and as I think Dan Clayton pointed out in one of his pieces recently, Like, the amount of players that are ranked as highly as Rudy are like all MVP candidates. And yet, we would never consider Rudy an MVP candidate. They're Giannis, LeBron, Harden, Kawhi, Jokic, and Doncic. And yet, Rudy's never going to be talked about like that. And if the Jazz were to supermax him, they'd seem insane. If I had to 
make a statement here. I think the Jazz are going to get a bargain at whatever number they sign Rudy to because we don't value the things he does in this league. And so even if we go into the tax, even if it costs us a player, all the bad things, are gonna, I think we get a bargain out of signing Rudy. Here's the last question I have for you because I always love these kind of hypotheticals. What if Mike Conley's shot goes in? What happens if Mike Conley's shot goes in and the discussion around the Jazz is not that they were another first-round exit? What happens if George Hill never leads the boycott to stop basketball and the Jazz keep the momentum and Gary Harris doesn't come back and the Jazz beat the Nuggets? Do they also beat the Clippers? Then Rudy's walking to the office and saying, we were Western Conference Finals last year. I want the Supermax. And you're having a really hard time getting him under $45.4 million a year. At least that's my take. Maybe you're like set at 39. Like it's interesting to me had the Jazz beat the Nuggets, which they really should have, how different this whole conversation is. On that note, a geeky deep dive into Rudy Gobert's negotiation with five days left. Hopefully it gets done and we have Rudy here for four or five more years. That is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Go check out Locked on Bets, the new podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network.